CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. Citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount Plus. Good morning. It is Tuesday, April 12th. You are listening to a bonus episode of the College Football Daily. My name is Lance Glynn. On this bonus episode, you will hear from 24-7 Sports National College Football reporter Brandon Marcello as he was joined by Florida head coach Billy Napier for an in-depth discussion on the Gators. So without holding you any longer, here is their conversation. Coach Napier, a lot of the talk since you've been at Florida, one, it's a transfer portal, but also I'm always so curious on how coaches build their staffs. And you're just notorious for building some tremendous personnel staffs, off-the-field staffs. I've heard stories at Louisiana and now at Florida about staff meeting room. There being 50-plus people in there. I, I can't imagine trying to corral that and put it all together, one, but two keep it in such an organizational structure where you can kind of go do your own thing. What What is that like? And and what do you see for your support staff? And how, and, and also, I know it's a long question, exactly how many support staffers do you have now? <laughs> yeah, no, I think, um, you know, you pretty quickly figure out when you get put in these leadership positions that the most important thing that you do is, is hire really good people, you know, and try to create an environment where they can experiment, but also at the same time, be efficient. You know, we're looking for people that uh, have a sincere and authentic care for the players, for people in general, and then really experience and they're experts at what they do, right? So, you know, we spend a lot of uh, time uh, throughout the year, got people on the staff that actually research who are the up-and-comers, right? Who are the best in their field? And, um, you know, not only what can we learn from those people, but also when we get opportunities and we have attrition within the organization, we kind of have the next person in line. So, you know, I, I think in today's college football dynamic, uh, it truly requires a team, a great team of people. You, you give them a role. Hopefully you're hiring people that want to embrace their role. They want to work to earn more, try to empower them and give them ownership in their area. And we, we've done that. You know, we've been very fortunate. I think it's it's the number one contributing factor to our success in the past. And I think it'll be the same going forward. I'm sure that you've you've learned a lot through all your coaching stops in the past. And everybody kind of always, with any coach, they always want to go back to, to Nick Saban uh, and his organizational structure. Are there roots of that in your own uh, way of building a personnel staff? And how has it changed, of course, over the years? Yeah, there's no question. I think... Um, you know, I was talking to a couple of our younger interns, analysts, QCs the other day, and just about my career, right? I think I got into college coaching back when you had nine coaches. You know, you had two GAs, you had a high school relations guy and an ops guy, and that was pretty much it. You know, I was uh, 26 years old when I got hired at Clemson, and in that era, one of the full-time coaches ran recruiting, you know, and I did that job for a couple of years as the tight ends coach. Uh, before moving into being a coordinator, play caller, and coach the quarterbacks. But, you know, my time in Alabama really opened my eyes up to, you know, what that looks like. I think Nick was a little bit ahead of the curve there relative to running it like an NFL team. You know, we had, you know, you've got your own personnel department, your own on-campus recruiting group. You know, you've got 
specific areas within each organization. I think that the arms race relative to facilities is well documented, but I think also there's an arms race relative to you know the number of people that actually contribute to your team that you have behind the scenes. So we, we've put together an absolute all-star team here at Florida. Very thankful that the administration here gave us the resources to do that. It takes what it takes, and there's no question that in today's college football dynamic, it's extremely competitive. You're managing a lot of players, and you're evaluating and recruiting a lot of players at the same time. You know, every job's got their pluses and minuses, and I appreciate kind of how how open you've been, and also just your your staff when they talk about you know things that needed to be improvement at Florida, things that, that that looked okay. And I was I was very interested in kind of uh, these how this housing initiative almost that uh, you know let's improve where our players can stay and and give them better access to where they can be housed. What were some things one with that that you need that you needed to immediately look at when you got there at Florida? But what were some other areas you're like, you know, we could do better and we could do better immediately here? Yeah, you know, I, I think um, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. Certainly when you take over a team and an organization, you're really trying to do a deep dive into efficiency, you know, your quality control in every every independent area uh, within the operation. Uh, and it really comes down to time to some degree, right? Uh, and what we do with our time and the quality of that, right? And then ultimately, you're evaluating the player experience because that's your product, right? I think we all, you know, you want to have a place where the players have the absolute best experience in the country. That's important to me. But also, we want to have a place where we're making an impact on who the players are as people, as students, and as football players. So, you know, when you show up, you ask a lot of questions and you're trying to be more efficient with your time. You're trying to improve your systems. You know, I mean, we try to really take a systematic approach. I think ultimately each year we try to go back and repeat the same process and get better at it. We're always quality control in everything that we do. And there were areas where we felt like we could improve not only our efficiency, but also the experience of the player, right? So, you know, and that's any and everything, right, relative to uh, food, parking, you know, academic support, life after football, communication, you know, I think just in general, the any and everything. I mean, that list is a mile long, right? I mean, that's what we do, right? I think everybody's got an off-season. Everybody's got practice. Everybody runs plays. Everybody's got a way that they try to create leadership amongst their team, right? It's about how you do what you do and empowering people to create relationships uh, that will ultimately lead to change and a better product, right? And hopefully we can do all these things in a way where we impact the, the player in a positive way for the rest of his life. I hear you guys even have decided, hey, let's bust the players to practice because we figured out that just in all the walking they do during the year to the practice fields, the facilities, that's an extra 20 miles on their legs and their hips. Tell me behind that and how that even came to be. That's impressive. Yeah, I mean, I think, um, again, it goes back to time, right? When you start really evaluating, you know, you're looking at your schedule, you know, the ones that you've worked hard on for four years, you know, relative to transition time. You know, I think we basically cut it down from 35 minutes of transition to about 17 minutes, you know, and, and simply just by busting the players over, right? So, you know, all these things that I'm talking about here are only going to improve when we get into the new facility, right? So, uh, the last week of June, we move into the Hebner facility. 
$85 million, 142,000 square feet. You know, it's going to truly be one of the best football facilities in the entire country. Right now, our practice environment, uh, practice fields and indoor facility, you know, is around the block here. So there's a transition time that we have to account for. So, you know, that only that not only helps performance, but certainly helps us save some time. You'll hear more from Brandon and Coach Napier when we come back. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. You know, there are things that are even, you know, quote unquote, out. you know, that you guys have done just to help the the program and, and some of it's out of your control. The, the NIL collectives have really popped up and, and, and Florida has really kind of been leading the way in that just from a business standpoint uh, with the support there. But I was wondering, what can you tell me about something that is in your control, the, the Gator Made program that I keep hearing about? Yeah, no, I think that's a great question, Brandon. I think it's, uh, you know, this is an initiative here and kind of a vision for, you know, creating an organization that has life-changing impact, right? And, you know, this is independent of football. You know, I think we I think one of our jobs in college football is to equip the players for the future, right? We, we want to create habits, structure, routine, discipline, so that they can be effective once football's over, right? And, you know, we've made some fantastic hires. Savannah Bailey um, mm-hmm. came over from Clemson, Marcus Castro Walker from Nebraska, and certainly we kept Vernell here in-house uh, as a former player and a tremendous resource. We have some interns that also work with them. This is leadership development, it's character education, it's financial literacy, it's agent education, it's NIL. We're connecting the dots relative to top five public education in an unbelievable alumni network, 415,000 plus. To go along with the Hawkins Center, we're creating experiences for the players, right? I think we all can agree the people that we've met along the way, the experiences that we've had along the way ultimately decide who we are, right? So uh, Business Weekend to Atlanta. Uh, we're doing the leadership conference at Disney. We're, we're going to do study abroad here, social media summit, career fairs, inter- mock interviews, resume building. I mean, we have an entire year-round curriculum. Uh, and this is really, I think, you know, what the type of program that we want to have, right? We want to have a well-rounded experience for the player. We don't want to just check the box. You know, I think there's a lot of, you know, fluff out there relative to, what you're doing to position the players for success after football, we actually want to do that. And I've been very impressed with the leadership. Savannah Marcus and Vernell have been outstanding so far, and this is only going to get better, right? The University of Florida is a strong, powerful brand, right? It's a well-connected group of people, right? I mean, when you think about the 
we've got 84 Gator clubs throughout the country. You know, we had a group that all the leaders uh, came in just this past week. They had a conference on campus, had a chance to meet a lot of those different presidents of each of those clubs. And, you know, Arizona, for example, right? There's a group, there's 2,500 Gators that get together every month, you know, in the state of Arizona. That's one small example, you know, of how, you know, far-reaching that this network is. So we need to connect the dots here, rally the troops, and and work together to try to position ourselves for success. And I think using the University of Florida, the education and the alumni network is a big part of that. A couple more things here for you. Number one, I'm also fascinated by the way you kind of go about building your on-field staff. And one thing that really stuck out to me was the hiring of and looking at getting two offensive line coaches. Tell me the philosophy behind that and how maybe you're more willing to do some different things there compared to what we've seen across college football. Yeah, you know, we're trying to take advantage of uh, the fact that I've coached the quarterbacks, right? And certainly, you know, when you really think about the numbers, relative to each position, you know, you're coaching five players. You know, I don't think there's anybody in the country that's coaching five DBs with one guy. And I really believe that the offensive line position is a developmental position, right? It happens extremely fast in there. It's a very technical developmental position. I think you're also managing a lot of players and a lot of relationships. You're also having to evaluate and recruit a lot of players. So, you know, it just made sense. We started that at the University of Louisiana. We're the only team in the country to do it. I think we still are. And it's paid off. You know, we that group has played extremely well for us. You know, we had a second round pick, a fourth round pick, getting ready to have another player drafted this year, I think, in Max Mitchell. And I think that, you know, the attention to detail, the ability to split up individual drills, the ability to split up meetings, I think there's a compound effect there that's paid off. You know, we we were Joe Moore finalists for three years in a row. You know, that group was well-respected throughout the country for how they played. Um, and I think we'll continue to do that. Um, it's been very effective for us. And to me, it makes a lot of sense. You know, any new coach goes into a situation, they, they've got holes to fill. It's just the nature of the business. And that's no stranger to Florida right now. And you've been pretty pretty open about that the transfer portal what what is your message to to players out there that might be looking to uh to leave and and you might have an opportunity for them i don't necessarily know that i'm putting out a pa announcement here but i (laughs) I do think uh you know it's just reality you know in today's world right we've basically added two free agency periods to college football you know we now have four signing periods Uh, we used to just have one right in february we added one in december and now we've added a winter portal period and a spring portal period where there's um, opportunity there to acquire players, right? So I think every new staff that maybe has inherited some situations uh, that can be improved, you know, is going to use the portal, right? We certainly were not able to practice uh, the way that we would like to currently as a result of limitations in personnel, right? So we need to increase talent on our roster. Uh, We need to improve the depth, and we're looking for significant contributors. We're looking for starters. We're looking for two deep players, and there's no question that it may that we've got an opportunity to make our team better, right? So um, we're going to put five walk-ons on scholarship this spring, right? That's the type of situation that we're in here. So, you know, it's part of the profession. It's part of the business. We're 
hopeful that we'll be able to add a number of players in May. And we're, we're not just going to take any player, right? We're going to go through our evaluation process. We're going to uh, dot the I's and cross the T's, and, and hopefully we can improve our team. What are your positions of primary need right now that you're looking at? I don't necessarily think specific. You know, I think right now out there on the field, uh, we're limited interior defensive line as a position where we're a little bit limited. Receiver is a position where we're a little shorthanded. You know, I mean, I think across the board at every position, we could use depth, right? We could use immediate impact type players. I think every coach in America would tell you that, right? So this is like the National Football League, you know, having free agency, but nobody has a salary cap, right? So everybody has room, you know, why wouldn't you be aggressive and go try to add players to your team? So we have room and we're looking forward to, you know, trying to make our team better here the next couple of weeks. A big thanks to Brandon and Coach Napier for that really in-depth discussion on both Florida football and what Billy Napier is doing to change and improve things in Gainesville. From just an outsider's perspective, it seems like a lot's developing at Florida as Billy Napier and his staff try to turn things around starting this fall. So for Brandon Marcello and Coach Billy Napier, I'm Lance Glenn. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the College Football Daily. Baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found.